God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot count the times I have been walking through a room, staring at something in front of me a short distance ahead, and still bumped into something. I have stubbed my toe, run my shoulder into a bookshelf, encountered numerous door jams, and the edges of various tables. To tell you the truth, I'm not a clumsy person. But sometimes we get so focused on something in front of us, we are blinded to the other things that are around us. The challenge of being distracted can be dangerous to our health. There are words within our heads that can also distract us and cause us to get sidetracked from our true reality and identity. We can look the wrong direction because of lies in our heads and hearts. We can look within or we can look outside of ourselves. Where do you look for the truth of who you are? In today's episode, we will look at what we're looking at. Give a listen. I have had the same picture on my driver's license for well over a decade. A couple of years ago, I finally had to go in and get a new picture taken. I wish I had the old picture. It was a good picture. The current picture I have, I really want to redo. It is not a good depiction of who I am. This is one unique example of my past being better than my present. But not all the elements of our past depict the better part of us. What we hold in our minds as the image of who we are will determine the quality of our lives. If we hold on to the failures and challenges of our lives, we cannot see the truth of what Christ has made us. We need to look to Jesus and his work on the cross. I cannot look to my past, therefore I will turn my gaze. In the mirror I stare, condemnation hangs in the air. Again I have strayed, I was unable to stay seated upon his throne. My heart within me moans. I have turned my back again. I doubt I can ever win this battle over sin. No way I can see his face. I stand in utter disgrace. Even further from him I move, stuck in an ever-deepening groove. The sin that doth so easily beset, I stand in abject regret. But in the stillness of my loss, his blood washes away my dross. And his love overshadows the defeat. His grace to me is replete. He calls to me in tender voice, reminding me I have a choice. To allow his spirit my heart to guide, that in him I can ever abide. His work stands beyond my deeds. His grace my heart to him leads. The truth my eyes now look to. The life from him I now see true. No longer thinking of me, to his mercy now I flee. Goodness eclipses my sin. Renewed, I begin again. We have a choice to look at ourselves and our accomplishments or failures, or we can look to our Lord and Savior and what he did on the cross. In the book of Romans, it says in chapter 14, verse 23, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That is definitely a very black and white statement. Seems almost harsh, but it is the truth. If we are not walking in faith, we are walking in unbelief. 
There are no shades of gray. But we must always remember that we are always followed by the goodness and mercy of God. They are stalking us. You're not safe from the goodness and mercy of God. They will get you. Perhaps we should turn around and run into their arms. It doesn't matter what type of unbelief we are plagued by. Whatever takes our love and affection away from the Father and His Son is more than a distraction. It is a sin. If you listen to any other of my podcasts, you will know I am not one to promote sin consciousness. Quite the contrary. I want you to be Jesus conscious. I want you to always remember that Christ's last statement on the cross, it is finished, has ended all our problems. We must accept the work of what Jesus did for us and that he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and especially our sin. Our sin nature has been eradicated, but unfortunately we sometimes have habits, sin habits. It's not just a bad habit, it is a habit of turning away our eyes from Jesus and the Father. The longer we look at our sin, the bigger it gets and the smaller the truth gets. Therefore, our focus must become our Lord and Savior and His finished work. The issue is remembering that He has made us righteous. He has brought us before the Father and reconciled us into His presence. We are now at the right hand of God. There is no sin at the right hand of God. But that's where you're sitting right now, spiritually. So what are you going to do with your mindset? Will you allow any doubt, worry, or fear to whisper in your ear you're a failure? Even if you just messed up a few minutes ago, that mess does not negate the cross of Jesus. You're still righteous. You still have his joy and peace available, but you're not looking at it. You're not identifying with it. You're looking at the mess. Quit it! Victory is a thought. What thought do you have of yourself right now? Are you victim or are you victor? Are you winner or are you loser? Are you sinner or are you saint? Are you acting on the truth or are you responding to the haunting voices of your failures? Are you receiving his love or remembering the challenges of your past? We are given directions on how to live and where to look in Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Our first instruction is that we are to lay aside every weight and sin that does, unfortunately, easily beset us. And then we are told to run with patience, the race that is set before us. If you do not pace yourself in a race, you'll burn out quickly. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon, and hopefully a long one. So first, we lighten our load and become patient, realizing we have a bit of running to do. 
So as to not repeat myself, when you have a moment, listen to my last episode, Harsh Memories, for the process of lightening your load. It's called the process of renewed mind, putting off the old and putting on the new. So once we have lightened our load and become patient, we are told to look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that perfected walking by faith with the Father. He is our example of how to walk with the Father. This word looking is unique. This is its only use in Scripture. It means to look away from all else and focus on one thing. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. And why do we look unto him and away from everything else? The example he set is that he had a joy set before him that enabled him to endure the cross. What do you think of when you are in pain? What enables you to endure? We are furthermore instructed to consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest we be wearied and faint in our minds. When we look to Jesus and recognize that by looking to the joy set before him, he was able to endure, so can we. We also have a joy set before us, eternal life. So we must consider him. This word, again, is unique because this is its only use in Scripture. The word consider means to contemplate. Our recognition of what Jesus went through should not be a fleeting thought. We must meditate upon his example and work. When you consider what Christ had to endure, our challenges become very trifling. Not to diminish some very extreme challenges that we have faced, but in the face of Jesus, nothing compares. He was tempted in all ways as we are, yet without sin. He endured every type of trauma and challenge, but endured. His faith and mind now reside within us. And if we can remember to step into him in the face of our challenges, we will be victorious. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. You are joined to Jesus. You are a joint heir with Jesus. There is nothing you lack. There is no void in your heart or mind. You can respond the way he did. Back in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus authorized and empowered the disciples to go out and work miracles. In John 14, 12, he said that those that believe on him would do the works he did and more. So you can endure. You can tell the defeats of your past to go back to the grave. You can look in the mirror today and see Jesus. Where will you turn your gaze? I recently saw a father playing with his little four-year-old daughter. He was playing Simon Says. If you don't know the game, it goes like this. Simon Says, touch your nose. The proper response is to touch your nose because Simon said so. But if the one speaking simply says, touch your nose, you ignore it because Simon didn't say so. Jesus says, do the works that I do. Jesus says, he that believes on me 
to cast out demons, and to speak in new tongues. Jesus says, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Where do we look, and what do we listen to? To whom do we look, and to whom do we listen to? We have a choice. I make the choice to turn my eyes upon Jesus. Why don't you join me? Thanks for listening today. I pray my words will connect with you and help you turn your eyes upon Jesus and his truth. If you have any prayer requests or questions, feel free to contact me at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net or join me on my Facebook page for Yesterday Ended. God bless you, and Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.